Yo, Friday feeling. Friday, Friday feeling. Today we're talking about Lincoln getting a new president, getting refocused, Urban League collabing with the NADA, and it's the perfect season to talk about electric motorcycles. So happy about that one. I really want to try. I actually, I was like really like one of those skeptics in the beginning, but now I kind of really want to try one. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've been tracking this story for a hot minute, so it's like... I yeah. feel like I feel like you're it's like growing up a little. This is you know you know when you like add things to your cart like seven <laughs> times over a nine yes. month period, and yeah. you're like, golly, just do it already. I you know that's kind of how I, I feel know. with running these this story. So. Yeah, I know, I know it'll be good. Well, there's uh we're gonna be in all things used cars. If you don't know, it's perfecting the appraisal process again. Um, it's part two of that conversation. It was really great. I probably had like record attendance last week. So if you have Clubhouse, just get the Clubhouse yeah. app. Search all things used cars, tap on it. It'll show you what's going on. And please join us there. Last week, how many people went through the room? Like 400, something stupid? Over 400 people through the room in an hour. Yeah, we're nuts. doing that. Also, in like less than two weeks, we're going to be in Tampa at Digital Dealer. After Digital Dealer on May 2nd, we're hosting a big premiere party for the launch of our TV docuseries, More Than Cars. We're... We're elbows deep, Kyle, in the editing process right oh, now. Oh, man. We're getting edits back from the editing team. And, like, I I was eight minutes into the first, <laughs> you know, the edit this morning, smiling, grinning ear to ear. Paul jumps in the in the meet that we are in every single I'll, morning. He's like, why are you smiling? It's like, what I'm are like, you smiling about? Just, I'm enjoying myself watching this show. So I think people are going to really get. <laughs> Kyle, get you look like you look like the movie poster for that move, that show Smile. Have you seen like, that? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. way too big. Way so too yeah, big. please. So if you're going to be in Tampa or around Tampa on May 2nd, please join us. You can go to a so2x.com and get tickets. They're super cheap. Um, it's going to be a heck of a party. Red carpet, step and repeats, big screen. We're going to have some conversations beforehand. There's going to be swag and food and popcorn and a whole bunch of stuff. So please, please, please. If you're going to, And if you're going to Digital Dealer, we're collabing with them, and if you're a dealer going to Digital Dealer, you get a free ticket. So, hey. so there you go. If you're already going, hey. then you need don't to say, go to this. Don't say we didn't love you. Don't oh, say we don't didn't say love it. you. Don't you know? say it. Don't say it. A couple other things coming up that we'll talk about at another point. We're going to be in Vegas for Reuters <laughs> event and all this and this and this. Um, SodoCon. Oh, yeah. SodoCon tickets just launched at SodoCon.com. We have things. Things. But really, so much. first and foremost, we hope to see you in Tampa. Hope to see you in there Tampa, you May 2nd. All right, let's talk about some news. Uh, let's get into it. So let's Lincoln's new president, Diane Craig, is ready to revitalize the luxury brand by refocusing on its EV strategy, updating products to attract customers and reducing its dealer network. Yes, we put that one last, reducing its dealer network. Uh, Craig emphasizes the need for exclusive Lincoln dealerships, right? No more. She said, you know, the current 637 stores that we have is too large and we're actually looking for less dual branded stores. So the Ford Lincoln combo that so many of you have seen or work for or have, they're looking to reduce yep. those. Uh, she didn't say exactly how many stores the brand needs or wants, but suggested, I don't know how you cannot say it, but you suggest a specific number that doesn't make a, a lot of sense A very specific me. number. I don't know. It could be around <laughs> 356, which is the number yeah. that was put out, uh, which is actually the number of dealers who signed up for Lincoln's electric vehicle certification plan. So there's a little 
Like if you're there's in there, a nod to like, hey, if you're in on that, you might still be uh, in. A little type one thing. hand washing yeah. the other kind of thing. <laughs> and although the company has previously stated like really ambitious EV goals, um, you know, for 2025 and 2026, they're actually pulling back on that a little bit. Um, so they got a little excited. They're like, you know, 75% of customers are still definitely going to choose gas, <laughs> right? Exactly. And that's only going to go down to like 65% of customers in the next several years. So, um, you know, I guess the bottom line is she's like, I'm not telling you that timing. I'm not telling you what, but I'm telling you the focus is on how many stores we're going to have and delivering a like super uh, like essential Lincoln experience focusing on customer service. And she, I think that she said like uber convenient. We need to be uber convenient yeah. for our customers. They, and they're all about experience, like the cabin and all the features and things like that. They have to do this. Their ad strategy, their desire to continually be a luxury brand. If they're not, and and they, I, I agree with them. Like if they want to be a luxury brand, they have to move away from being just associated with a Ford rooftop. I yeah. Think. Oh, you without know? a doubt. Like they need their own. That is a necessary move to like, it's why Genesis separated from the Hyundai brand. Because it it needs its own platform and way to communicate and, you know, customer service expectations. It, it's a whole nother game playing in the luxury world and makes a lot of sense. I also cannot imagine being in the OEM PR roundtable right now. You're like... <laughs> just every OEM, it's like, oh, we're doing all EVs. We're kind of no, not. We're not, but we are, and, but not yet. But it, push but it is related to the ev push and they're like you know customers oh, we realize cross that want out this thing but we want that thing in the government i mean i feel for them legitimately i'm starting to feel feel bad for them because it is it's this like chess game that is really intense when you've got like all these the combustion engine vehicles sitting on the ground that need to move that you need to be talking about that your dealers need to be talking about but the but the PR, the public perception, the public eye is all looking at how you're talking about EVs. It is just this like really kind of dual strategy that they're having to deal with. And this is just one of those, you know, you look at the story and you just read the data points and you're recognizing that it's a difficult place to be in. And so here's here's the note. Here's the tie down for me is if you're a Lincoln dealer, if you're a Ford Lincoln dealer is how do you just break the barrier of setting yourself apart? as a full-on luxury customer experience entity, right? To where they they recognize that you're the leader and follow you. You mean like if you're a dual Ford Lincoln dealer? Or just a Lincoln dealership. Doesn't yeah. matter, right? Press Push the boundaries of the luxury customer experience and be the front runner for how to engage in the combustion engine and EV conversation at the exact same time in your ad strategy, your showroom strategy, your customer experience, your post-sale, your service experience, push the boundaries. Kind of reminds me of um, that dealership, the Toyota Lexus dealer that just went up that we covered in New York City. Yeah. yeah. And there's Toyota Lexus. And they're like, hey, well, if we're going to do this, then the Lexus standard is the full standard, right? Like we're going yeah. full customer experience, Full luxury. That's you know, it. we I, I do remember a couple of guys in beers and flat brims talking about the fact that let's see how the EV rhetoric changes when people realize that we have to sell gas vehicles more because we have inventory now and that's what hey. people want to buy. I'm just hey. I, I just heard a couple of guys say something like that. We they got may, a couple of guys we've heard of. They they they, they, may, they may or may not look like us. Yeah, and they they like to like <laughs> talk about how to fix things. So speaking of fixing things, segue. <laughs> 
According to NADA data, 39,000 service techs, new service techs graduate from US tech schools every single year, which sounds like a lot until you realize the industry needs 76,000 techs a year to replace techs that you know move out of the industry or retire. I'm, and I'm not the most amazing <laughs> at the mass, but that's like a $40,000, <laughs> yeah. 40,000 person, person deficit. Couple so, people and, yeah. and GPT isn't fixing cars yet, last time I checked. Nope. So that's why a new not collaboration it. between NADA and the Urban League is so timely as a new pilot initiative to uh, attract, retain, train new technicians um, at, at local dealerships is really picking up steam. So basically it goes like this. We heard a little bit about this back uh, at NADA in Texas, but the program is now rolling in the pilot in Louisiana. And so basically hand-selected candidates go through a four-week professional life skills training, right? So like we're training like just general things about like maintaining a productive life and like looking for Man, toward your so future, good. right? It's so good. And yeah. then, And then meanwhile, they shadow a service tech at a participating dealer, and then they start studying automotive tech at a local community college. And all in all, it's an 18-month program that includes both ASE uh, and OEM certification. So 18 months is done, I'm OEM certified, I'm ASE certified, and then trained mechanics work as technicians, as dealership, as dealership employees. Brilliant, right? I love it. Um, it's just brilliant. It is let, let me just read this quote and then uh, quote from the NADA Foundation's chairwoman, uh, Annette Sikora, owner of Smith Auto Family in uh, Leveland, Texas. She says the pilot program is the first step in what we hope will be a national program to recruit, train, train and place technicians and dealerships across the country. And basically, she says we can scale this just about anywhere. I love it. And this is this is where NADA just has the relationships, the national scale to do something like this. This is where they should be living. And, and this, is, this is exciting to me because this is a solve for, for the industry, for dealerships. Yep. It's a solve for consumers, yep. right? Like telling that narrative, you know, that, that, that the industry is working on making it easier to get your car serviced as an industry. We're not just doing that at the local level. We're working as an industry to make it easier to make sure your car gets serviced in a timely manner. That's a big story to tell. Dude, and, I think this know, has to be an episode of more than cars. <laughs> like we're just going there. We're, we we're, we're, we're going, we're going to Louisiana. Yo, we're going to Louisiana. But you think about it from like, there's nothing more quintessentially automotive than like the urban league just does such a great job taking folks that have had like a, you know, like a, a problem, right. Or a challenge to get to the next level. And they're saying like, Hey, we say it all the time, automotive industry, it has no ceiling, but it also has no floor, right? And showing an on-ramp to the fact that if you compare that to a college trajectory in 18 months, the college trajectory months. kid That's all it is. and the person that goes through this program, their income, their opportunity is going to be substantially different. I mean, substantially With way different. less debt. With way How about less with zero debt? debt? How about with, with zero, zero debt? debt with this program, right? right not and to mention these cats going to come out of the program and within like three years, they're going to be, you know, bringing home 80, 90, 100 grand if they're really good. I don't, easily. I don't, Absolutely. Show me another you know, industry. I literally can't think of one other industry where this yeah. opportunity is there. I mean, maybe but some The path other, is so clear. The path is so clear. You can do it in other industries, but the path is just so clear. You get your OEM and your ASE certifications and you get your hours right and you're flagging your appropriate hours and you know your times and you don't have comebacks <sighs> and all that type of stuff. You like a technician is worth its weight in gold right now. 
right? Yeah. So and, a few and years. I don't know if you heard of experience, but there are 40,000 opportunities right now a year. 40, 40,000. <laughs> Go tell your friends. Tell, Go tell your tell friends. Your friends. Tell well, you. speaking of telling your friends, oh, I'll tell my friends. Segway. Time. I'll tell them all. All right, I'm going to tell you all about this because Paul's got his color commentary ready to fire from the hip. Uh, we talk about EVs a lot, but now that spring is here, you know, all those motorcycles are starting to come out across the country. So we wanted to show some love and talk about the new electric motorcycles by Harley Davidson spinoff Livewire. We've talked about Livewire a couple of times, um, but uh, the first bike fully developed by the split now does zero to 60 in 3.1 seconds. Has a range of about 100 miles enough and fully charges in 30 minutes at a level three and 75 minutes at a level two. So it's kind of similar to the early kind of, you know, EV vehicles. Uh, the interesting thing about it and the great thing about it is that it comes in just under $16,000 and they're going to be delivering them in time for summer in July. Uh, the, the anecdotal note here is the journalist slash enthusiast that got to write this little article and you'll check it out. They definitely loved it. All right. So for those, of, I haven't broken out my like motorcycle. Crazy. I'm chomping at the bit. If you live in upstate New York, this is like the beginning of motorcycle season and we have like three weeks of it. So we're all excited for the next three weeks before it gets <laughs> snows again. Now, so we have a few months ahead of us and most riders, like the hundred mile range is fine. Right, because my yeah. I have both of my bikes. The range is about that anyway with gas. And listen, yep. after you ride a hundred miles, like you're ready. That's like that's lot. part of the biking trip, right? You stop, you get something to eat, right? Like so, you plug it in. Um, at first, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, motorcycles got to have. You need to hear it. You need to feel it. But more and more, I'm like, you know what? I mean, this guy's like, look, you can talk to your friends while you're riding with them because there's no noise. Yeah. The acceleration Absolutely. is smooth. Um, you know, and frankly, like this is the first bike that Livewire has made broken off from the Harley Davidson nameplate. And like, I'm going to offend some people with this, but it's cool. But if you're under 45, like the big Harley Davidson logo on the bike doesn't really mean anything. Doesn't actually, mean actually, it does mean something. And most of that meaning is just like... It means you're older than 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got you em. nailed it. It does mean something. So I'm excited for this transition. I mean, look, it's a recreational vehicle. You're not riding across country on this bike. But um, yeah. I think it's going to... I mean, it's 16000 So it's... I mean, as motorcycles go, it's pretty expensive. right? It's an yeah, expensive yeah, toy. It is. But uh, I would true. definitely it's rent expensive. one and try it out. But, you know. Why not? I know. So ju Should just think, fun. right now, like, people are... Po I, I'm going to get my bike out this weekend. It's it's solidified. Now, now you're definitely doing it. Oh, all day this. long. All day long. <laughs> Dave the Wave just comments on the live stream. Shouldn't you guys be in the All Things Used Cars Clubhouse in eight minutes? Actually, correction. Well, yes, It's we four minutes from now because of the time delay. So we're heading over there. We hope you have an amazing Friday. Caring about people, loving people. Go ride a motorcycle if you have it. And we'll see you in all things used cars.